1: your conference operator today. At this time, I would like to welcome everyone to the Kepper Mountain Mining Corporation's second quarter 2021 earnings conference call. All lines have been placed on mute to avoid any background noise. After the speakers' remarks, there will be a question and answer session. If you would like to ask a question during this time, simply press star and then number one on your telephone keypad. If you would like to withdraw your question, please press the star followed by two. Please note that comments made today that are not of a historical factual nature may contain forward-looking statements. This information by its nature is subject to risks and uncertainties that may cause the stated outcome to differ materially from actual outcomes. Please refer to slide 2 of today's presentation and Camper Mountain Second Credit 2021 Management's Discussion and Analysis for more information. I will now turn the camera over to Gil Clausen, President and CEO of Kemper Mountain.
0: Good morning, everyone, and thanks for joining us. Starting on slide three, with me presenting are Rod Shire, our Chief Financial Officer, and Don Strickland. Don was our Chief Operating Officer up until the end of the second quarter, so he'll speak to our operating results today. Uh, He's now our EVP of Sustainability. Don has been leading our ESG initiatives and um, the achievements we've had to date. And this move uh, was a natural transition when we're making large strides in these areas. The new role allows John to focus 100% of his efforts to ensure that we're achieving our sustainability objectives. Also with us today on the call is Eric Dell, who is our new uh, Senior Vice President of Operations. He transitioned to this position on July 1st from his role of General Manager at the Copper Mountain Mine. I'll begin by providing a brief update and summary of the quarter. Don will give a more detailed discussion on our operation and ESG initiatives, and Rod will speak to our financial results. I'll conclude with an exploration update and our outlook, and we'll then open up the call to questions. Turning to slide four, we've continued to Have solid production, nearly hitting another record this quarter, all while maintaining low cash costs. Grade was the main driver of our production performance as we continued to mine a higher proportion of ore from phase three as uh, we uh, have higher grade from phase three. We expect grades and production to be more moderate in Q3 as we move to higher output from phase two which has lower grade. We also expect a higher percentage of phase two ore planned in Q4 for the commissioning of ball mill number three. Don will get into more details on our development and mine sequencing plan. Due to solid production in the first half of the year and our outlook for the entire year, we're increasing our production guidance range to between 90 and 100 million pounds of copper from the original guidance of 85 to 95 million pounds as a result of our strong production and low cost we saw improvements across all financial metrics compared to last year notably we posted record operating cash flow despite um, sales lagging production due to shipment timing at quarter end during the quarter we closed the 250 million dollar US bond financing which allows us to access 100 percent of excess cash at the mine enabling the company to invest in our assets including improving production efficiencies Developing our growth projects in BC and Australia and on exploration drilling I'll now turn the call over to Don who will go into more details on our operating results and development plans
2: Thanks Starting on slide number five mine
3: delivered another very strong quarter producing 25.5 million pounds of copper and 29.6 million pounds of copper equivalent production. This is very close to the record production achieved in Q1 of 25.5 million pounds of copper and 30.4 million pounds of copper equivalent production. As Gill has noted, production in the first half of the year was very strong with 51 million pounds of copper and 60 million pounds of copper equivalent production. This high lead production resulted in a C1 cost of $1.38 per pound U.S all capitalization of 7.1 million of deferred stripping costs associated with waste stripping of phase number four, an all-in cost of 206 per pound was achieved after accounting for deferred waste stripping and 14.1 million of sustaining capital, lease, and administration expenses. Sustaining capital increased with the installation of water management infrastructure, and lease payments increased related to the haul trucks. Turning to slide number six. Mining of high-grade ore from Phase 3 continued to be the key driver for this solid quarterly production. A mill feed grade of 0.42% copper was was delivered in Q2, identical to the mill feed grade delivered in Q1. Mill feed continued to be supplied from Phases Number 2 and Number 3, as shown on this slide, with mined ore being evenly split between these two phases during the quarter. Phase Number 3, ore feed to the mill, will moderate in Q3. And then phase number two ore supply will increase in Q4. This will result in lower mill feed grade in Q4 while conditioning and ramping up production on Baldwin number three. 6.3 million tons of waste was moved from phase four during the quarter accounting for 53 percent of waste movements. Phase number four mining is progressing well and will be the main ore supply for 2022 and into 2023. The one kilometer trolley ramp is nearly complete with 0.7 million tons of material moved during the quarter. This project is on schedule to support commissioning the first phase of proly later this year. Right to slide number seven. The team continued to push the mill concentrate filtering production to record levels to handle the 0.42% copper mill feed grade delivered during the quarter. We did continue to restrict the mill tonnage at times while processing very high-grade ore this was required to balance mill tonnage with copper concentrate filtering capacity. However, we are advancing insulation of a second concentrate filter press to eliminate this restriction. I will d- discuss this in more detail later.
2: <clears throat>
3: mill continues to operate reliably with higher than planned operating time for the quarter and year to date. The comparison 2022 quarter and twenty twenty first half mill operating time as shown on this slide were slightly lower. This was due to a larger scheduled mill maintenance shutdown in April of 2020 for changing the sag mill liners. Turning to slide number eight, the installation of ball mill number three is a key project. It will increase mill tonnage to 45,000 tons per day and achieve a finer grind to improve overall metal recovery by three to five percent. Construction continues to progress well and continues on schedule for the start of conditioning in late Q3. During the quarter, the project concrete work was completed, the primary structural steel installation was completed, the shell assembly was well advanced, and the main mill drill drive transformers were installed. It's important to note the mill drive transformers installed for ball mill 3 are the same as the upgraded oil-filled transformers we recently installed
2: on the existing sag and ball mills to support reliability. Turning to slide number nine. After installation
3: of Baldwin 3, our long term mill plan, as outlined in 65,000 ton per day pre feasibility study, it includes installing an additional concentrate filter press and increasing the circuit capacity. We have completed engineering on both of these projects and are in our event construction to complete these projects around year end. A duplicate filter press will be installed in an extension to the existing concentrate storage building as shown in the schematic on the right of this slide. This will allow the mill to operate at maximum tonnage rates while processing higher grade ore for extended time periods.
2: To achieve a significant increase in cleaner circuit
3: capacity, a single large location column will be installed inside the existing mill building as shown in the schematic on the left of this slide. This will support maximum cleaner circuit recovery on all ore types. Both of these projects are part of our long-term plan and generate significant value. Thus, we're simply moving them forward in our plan.
2: I will now turn over the call to Rod to go over our financial results.
4: Thank you, Don. Turning to slide 10, as noted by Gill, the mine had a strong second quarter that included sales of 21.7 million pounds of copper, a little over 6,500 ounces of gold, and 121,000 ounces of silver. Revenue for the second quarter was $142 million, net of pricing adjustments and treatment charges. This was based on an average copper price of U.S. $433 per pound of copper as compared to U.S. $243 per pound of copper for Q2 2020. This was a 56% increase in revenue in Q2 2021 as compared to Q2 2020, and was a result of higher sales volumes and metal prices realized in Q1 2021. It should be noted that copper production during the quarter was about 3.8 million pounds higher than sales due to timing of shipments and the revenue associated with these pounds will be recognized in Q3 2021. Cost sales for the second quarter of 2021 was 56.3 million as compared to 60.8 million for the second quarter of 2020 q2 2021 cost of sales was net of 8.1 million of deferred stripping costs as compared to nil deferred stripping costs in q1 2020 this all results in a gross profit of 85.8 million for the second quarter of 2021 as compared to 30.3 million for the same period in 2020 turning to slide 11. Net income for the quarter was 38.7 million in Q2 2021 or about 12 cents per share as compared to 31.9 million or 12 cents per share in Q2 2020. Net income included a non-cash unrealized foreign exchange loss of about $400,000 as compared to a non-cash unrealized foreign exchange gain of about 14.5 million in Q2 2020, a differential of approximately 14 million, which was primarily related to the company's debt that is denominated in U.S dollars. in the second quarter of 2021, EBITDA was about 81 million and adjusted EBITDA was 74.5 million. Cash flow from operations was $94.6 million in the second quarter of 2021, as compared to $15.7 million for Q2 2020. Investments of $33.7 million during the quarter into capital projects, which was primarily for the Ball Mill 3 expansion and contact water management systems at the mine site. During the quarter, the company was successful in completing a U.S. $250 million bond issue. Proceeds from the bond issue have been used to retire the mine's senior credit facility. In addition, the company was able to retire 100% of the related party debt that was due to Mitsubishi Materials Corporation, and the company has placed 32.2 million U.S. in escrow for the final repayment of the Jbic term loan that will occur on August 16th of this year. As noted by Gill. This was a significant event for the company as it removed the bank's restrictive cash flow waterfall from the mine's cash flow and allowed the company to be repaid about $70 million in cash. This cash will be used, together with future cash flow from the mine, to advance the EVA copper project without any further equity dilution to the company as we are now entitled to 100% of the cash flow from the mine until the intercompany debt of U.S. $260 million is repaid from the mine to the parent. And after that, we will be sharing dividends with Mitsubishi based on our respective ownership interests. This is truly a transformational financing for the company. This financing has also simplified our balance sheet for investors as we now only have the bond debt outstanding after the final payment to JBIC is made. Our total debt at the end of Q2 2021 was $393 million Canadian, including the JBIC debt that will be repaid in the middle of Q3 this year, as noted earlier. Based on our Q2 2021 results, including the ending cash position of $191 million, and the 12-month trailing EBITDA, we now have a net debt to trailing EBITDA of 0.71, significantly improved over the comparative period for Q2 2020. The company is now very well positioned for its next step in the growth plan. Now I'll turn it back to Don to provide an update on our ESG initiatives.
2: Thanks, Rob. Starting on slide number 12 we're on track to achieve our 2021 sustainability objectives.
3: Continue to quickly implement the Mining Association of Canada towards sustainable mining or TSM system. We're on track to achieve our target of a minimum A or yes rating on all TSM protocols by the end of this year. We also continue to advance our net zero GHG objective. Commissioning of both mill number three and the first phase of Trolley Assist this year are two key steps in our carbon intensity reduction plan. These projects will provide full year GHG intensity benefits in 2022. We're also on track to complete a 25 hectares of annual progressive reclamation. They're now in our fourth year of progressive reclamation and we continue to incorporate governance from the last three years in our reclamation activities. The Scale of our completed progressive reclamation is now a very visual demonstration of our commitment. I now turn the call back to Gil.
0: Hey, thanks, Don. Uh, turning to slide 13. In addition to the uh, development projects we're advancing, we're investing heavily in the ground. We've commenced drill programs in both BC at the Copper Mountain Mine and in the Mount Isa region in Queensland, Australia. In BC, our program for the year features approximately 25 to 30,000 meters of diamond drilling focused on expanding reserves and resources at New Ingerbell, and the Copper Mountain North and Main pits. These deposits have significant inferred resources beyond our current pit limits, and we intend to drill and upgrade these resources. In Australia, we have a regional exploration program currently underway, which includes 6,000 meters of RC drilling and 1,200 meters of diamond drilling. The focus is on understanding our geophysical and geochemical results on the Cameron project. Cameron is located uh, about 40 kilometers south of our EVA project development and consists of high potential copper and copper gold targets. We're cautiously optimistic about Cameron's potential and uh, this drilling program was designed to test our geological models and if successful will lead to further investment in drilling. The goal is to find our next potential mine development project beyond EVA and our existing land position in the Mount Isa region. We we expect to announce results in the second half of the year. Slide 14, looking at the remainder of 2021, we have some significant milestones ahead. Exploration disclosures for Copper Mountain in Australia, as I just mentioned, The commissioning of Ball Mill 3 is on track for the third quarter and we are also continuing to move our EVA copper project forward. Our EVA development plan is to complete project financing work early in the fourth quarter of this year while advancing detailed engineering to deliver uh, a complete final construction estimate for our board's consideration. The board uh, plans to make a construction decision on EVA by year end. We're raising our 2021 production guidance range uh, to 90 to 100 million pounds of copper, and we're maintaining our all-in cost guidance. As mentioned earlier, we expect grades um, and uh, production to moderate in the third quarter as we move mining uh, proportionally uh, more from phase two of our main pit, which has lower grade, and then into Q4 as we plan more phase two or during the ramp up phase of the plant to 45,000 tons per day. As part of optimizing our operation, we'll install an additional cleaner flotation column and another concentrate filter press later this year as Don outlined. The extra flotation and filtration capacity will allow the company to maintain throughput capacity during periods of high grade production up to our capacity limit of 50,000 tons per day. We are increasing our development capital guidance for the year to 40 million U.S. from 33. This year is uh, an exciting year for Copper Mountain as we invest and advance our orgo- organic growth plants. We uh, continue to have strong financial and operating results, and we're focused on de-risking and reaching our growth objectives. The company is well positioned to achieve our vision to triple copper production from 2020 levels within five years, and doing it the right way. I'll now uh, we should now open up the calls for questions.
1: Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Will we now begin the question and answer session. Should you have any questions, please press star followed by one on your touchdown phone. You will hear three tone Brown acknowledging your request and your questions will be polled in the order they are received. Should you wish to decline from the polling process, please press star followed by two. If you are using a speakerphone, please lift your hands up or press pressing any keys. One moment for your first question. Your first question comes from Oris Wukudo with Scotia Bank. Oris, please go ahead.
6: good morning um it feels like you're you're obviously gearing up for a development uh, decision for eva by year end i'm just curious as, as you're going through the process here in terms of detailed engineering are you seeing any material inflation at this point on the capex number i think i think the last published one was uh us 382 million and i'm just curious if if you still think that's a pretty good number or or has the move in, in steel prices and, and labor and so forth potentially pushed that higher?
0: Hey, Orest, um, thanks for that question. We've got um, a lot of analysis ongoing now as we really flesh out the basic engineering phase of the project and we are updating the capital estimate. You know, As we do more and more detailed engineering, um, we're gonna get a tighter and tighter estimate. We have seen some obvious uh, increases in some of the metal prices. Uh, We have had the opportunity to affect some value engineering as well, concurrently, so we've we've actually cut some steel out of the design, um, et cetera, just just in terms of tightening up the design and the contingencies we allowed for in the last study. So far everything is tracking reasonably well, but uh, we'll know more as we move through this you know, through this process to a number for year-end. But, you know, so far, no major surprises.
6: Okay. And is the, I mean, based on your catalyst timeline, it sounds like we should anticipate the project financing for AVA to come ahead of that cap CapEx update. Is that correct?
0: Well, we're going to have a CapEx um, update that will be established in the, in the, in the, uh, you know towards the end of the fourth quarter officially i mean we're obviously working on that estimate and it's a, and it's it's a continuing continuing um how can i say it's a continuing estimate that's going to get that gets refined the 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 project financing is um clearly um um one and you know, one where you you know we're going to have to have that construction estimate in place before we can actually finalize that financing. But we're going to get a good indication of how it's going to be structured, and who the players are, and and how how uh, the elements of that uh, financing are going to take shape. You know, early in the in the in the in the fourth quarter. But we'll you know we'll have everything buttoned up with a with the final construction estimate towards year end.
6: Okay. And is it is it fair to say at this point you you plan to go at 100 percent? Upper mountain
0: ownership I would say that that's a, a fair assumption to make
6: okay thank you and, and just switching gears uh, one more question if I may um thanks for updating the development capex guidance for this year to US 40 million can you can you also give us an updated uh, sustaining capital and
2: stripping number for this year um, I think I'll turn that one over to rod rod
4: Sure, thanks. Uh, thanks, Gil. Uh, or I would, I would expect our, our deferred stripping to be similar to the first half of this year. You're not going to see it uh, too different uh, there. Uh, our sustaining capital, we've certainly seen a little bit of growth there, uh, just with respect to uh, the contact uh, water management systems that we've uh, installed and uh, continue to install uh, at, at the mine site. Um, so I would expect a, a little bit of growth there from what we were guiding earlier in the year. Okay.
6: Okay. And I assume both of those updated numbers are are factored into your all-in sustaining cost number correct year per yes, pound, right? Yeah. Okay, great.
2: Yes, correct. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you, Orist.
1: Thank you. Your next question comes from Craig Hutchinson with GD Security. Craig, please go ahead.
2: Good morning guys um or so I asked my questions on Eva just but in terms of the, the ball mill
7: um commissioning phase um you guys mentioned it would be kind of complete here in q three you know when do you guys expect to be at the four, full forty five thousand tons per day
0: well, uh I'd like it to be two days after commissioning but I, I don't think that that's necessarily gonna happen but but I think you know we'll we'll see uh construction completed. You know, um, and uh, both um, I think the uh, wet commissioning and and then uh, into uh, full commissioning phase uh, in, towards the end of the third quarter, and we'll be steadily ramping up production. I think the most important element for us to consider is to make sure that we have you know a balanced you know circuit as we move through the fourth quarter and 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 try to determine and assess the the impact of of that circuit on our downstream processes like our float, flotation circuits and our and our our filtration our filtration circuits. So we're we're uh, we, we're we're hopeful that we can ramp up pretty quickly here, um, um, Craig. But um, we're going to be we're going to be cautious, and hence some of the reason why we're you know we're factoring in and putting through some of our lower grade material at that time in Q2 or a higher proportion of Q2 is that we want to make sure that we can stabilize that circuit and and not have to deal with, you know, really high-grade material at the same time. Okay. And just in
2: but, terms of the cash, sorry. Is there, no, no, go um, ahead.
7: Okay, thanks. But just I wanted to ask you a question. And just in terms of cash taxes, you guys are obviously still, still in a sort of deferred tax situation, non-cash. When do you guys sort of expect to be paying um,
4: kind of full cash taxes on your your income? Hi Craig, uh, great question. You know, certainly uh, with the strong copper prices we've seen, uh, we're we're seeing our our tax pools uh, be depleted fairly quickly, and we are anticipating, you know, next year we're going to see more more cash taxes being paid by the company. Okay, perfect. Oh, those are my questions,
2: guys. Thank you. Thanks, Craig.
1: Thank you. We have a following question from Stefan Iwanu with Cormac Securities. Stefan, please go ahead.
6: Great. Thanks very much, guys. Um, yeah, it just sounds like obviously Eva is uh, Eva's sort of, you know, getting a, a timeline wrapped around it now. Just wondering, looking out to the, the potential 65,000 ton-a-day expansion at Copper Mountain, um, are you going to be doing any of the permitting stuff in the meantime while Eva sort of takes shape? Or like, can you just maybe give us an update on, 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 on sort of those efforts at Copper Mountain for the, the longer term?
0: Well, uh, I think Don Don pointed out that we we you know we're investing in the back end of the circuit here right now with these two two uh, uh-huh. projects, both the filtration and the and the column. And in fact, they were a part of the 65,000 ton per day study. So we're, we're we're making sure that within our existing footprint here right now and and uh, our existing operations, we can we can incrementally uh, improve the performance of the plant. That would you know sustain those investments would sustain through to 65. Um I think we're advancing in our our discussions with um with um, um our the uh, per- permitting authorities and and uh I'll let uh I'll, I'll let Don follow up a little bit more on 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 that, but I think things are are tracking pretty well. Okay. Okay.
3: Yeah, I, I guess uh, you know we're uh, we're moving along, and our, our plan is to uh, get the permitting ready to advance uh, for 65. And mm-hmm. uh, we're uh, at the same time, I, I think Gil has alluded to we're we're doing a lot of exploration, and uh, so we we want to have a good look at the the full scale of what Copper Mountain can be. Uh, mm-hmm. a little too far down that road. So I, I think uh, it's probably fair to say that uh, you know, we're focused on optimizing top of the mountain and, and uh, EVA is the big big one in front of us right now to uh, uh, really nail down by the end
1: of the year.
2: Sounds good. Sounds good. Thanks very much, guys. Thanks, Stefan.
1: Thank you. Your next question comes from Bryce Adams with CBC Bank. Bryce, please go ahead.
2: Yeah, hi, all. Thanks for taking my questions. Actually, just uh, one is left to ask. Uh, to
3: clarifying one on the ball mill commissioning work here in Q3, uh, the wording in the press release implies that commissioning hasn't started yet. Is that is that correct? And if so, how many weeks do you expect that process to take? If that's you know, if you can even
2: estimate that. That's it for me. Thanks.
0: All right, Bryce. Listen, uh, we're we're going to be completing construction. Um, we still have, as you saw in those images, we've got. Um, a lot of work done we're we're putting the the mill ends um the the trunnions in in place in the mill end and um we'll be um you know doing the remaining electrical tie-ins we still have to put in the um we're building the the um the tower for the uh cyclones and cyclone uh, packs and uh we've got to get the um We've got all the foundations in place, but we've got to we've got to, we've got to put the e house in as well and do all the electrical connections and instrumentation work. So those are the things that are remaining to be done. In a nutshell, and uh, but we're right on track for for um, um, doing the wet testing of the circuit in the, you know towards the later end of the third quarter. So that by the end of the third quarter, we're running that mill, and we're starting to uh, line it out. And when we say, um, you know, commissioning in the third quarter, that's that's what we we meant. The the, the, the plant is, is starting, you know, the mill's turning and it's it's starting to produce and we're putting feed uh, to the mill and then we'll be just sort of testing it up and and ramping it up and testing the operating parameters of that circuit over the over into the fourth quarter. But you know, you would I would expect to be conservative that you'll just see a ramp up in in production to forty five thousand tons per day in in, in the in the uh, late Q3 and into uh, Q4 and maybe maybe uh halfway through Q4 as we're just testing out the operating parameters grind versus throughput
2: Yeah okay thanks for
3: that I guess um if you go back to earlier in the year when you're putting a project schedule together uh for this for this expansion in that schedule how many weeks would you allow for commissioning or is it something that you just
2: it's more reactive and you 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 take it as it comes you no know, uh you know the original schedule we put together that's sort of the
3: project project uh, is i guess first i'll state that we are right on that schedule uh despite covid and everything that's happened we're right on that schedule and uh you know we we, we at uh obviously in that schedule there's there's time for uh if you want to get into the details of of the Mechanical commissioning of every component, Uh, but really, what's important is is we plan to, as Gil said, put uh, slurry and and rock and ore through this mill uh, late Q3, and uh, then we have a a ramp up uh, throughout Q4 to get to our full design production of uh, 45,000 ton per day and 150 micron grind. And so, so you know, not. Specifically answering your question in terms of how many how many weeks, I think it's it's uh, uh, you know the two key things we're, we're, we're stating here is that we are on our schedule that we originally said at the start of the year, and uh, you know in terms of of ore supplies going through the mill, it'll be late Q3, and we'll be fully commissioned in Q4. Okay,
2: thanks. I uh, Appreciate the explanation. Look forward to talking again. Yeah, great. Thanks.
1: Thank you. Your next question comes from Pierre Court, PY Wood. Pierre, please go ahead.
2: Hi guys. Uh
7: just a clarification, uh maybe maybe Rod if you could answer, in terms of the the financing for Eva, um are are you are you planning on doing any equity for this or is this gonna be Mostly carried by debt and, and, and cash and cash flow.
4: Thanks, thanks, Pierre. Uh, good question. And, and as noted uh, earlier, I mean freeing up the cash flow of, of Copper Mountain has made this possible, where we can fund the project without any further equity dilution to the company. And uh, so we do not plan on equity uh, for Eva. We see that coming through with uh, project financing and lease uh, capital. And we've engaged Endeavor Financial earlier in the year, as you know, and we're just going through that process now. And we expect to have that completed uh, around the end of the year in time for the board to make a decision. Okay, thanks. And, and I,
7: I would assume as well that means no, no streaming, no, no royalty attached to that yeah.
4: Um I, I never say never to, to anything. We look at all options, uh, but our, our primary uh goal is to get project financing in place for the project. Okay. And and
7: ballpark number, Rod, for for how much,
4: how much A, again we're, we're we're being flexible on that as we fine tune the uh the capital number. Um mm-hmm. so uh we're gonna be uh I, I think have some flexibility there as we deal with some uh, unique funding situations out of Australia that that have similar things that you saw in the Copper Mountain funding, where you can try to get some longer tenor debt uh, from some government agencies. Okay, okay.
7: Um, just a, one one quick question for Dawn. I just uh, just interested to know in your uh, position as a sustainability guy for for copper mountain do you have any specific co2 goals co2 emissions goals and where are you now and where do you want to go and how's it going to be implemented you know are you going to ramp up the the trolley assist and find other things maybe maybe just kind of you know give me a quick view how how that's going to how that's going to evolve yeah thanks thanks for
3: the question obviously yeah. You know, we set ourselves a pretty bold target, be net zero by 2035 for GHGs. And so, uh, you know, we didn't show it in this slideshow, but in previous shows, uh, we've we've uh, put that graph in with eight steps that we had defined to, to get us down in that 0.7 range of of you know, tons of CO2 per ton of copper equivalent. And so, you know, with the new role, uh, certainly we're, we're spending a lot of focus on now we're going to get that to zero and that's going to take from our perspective you know we've we've identified trolley as one, one step 45,000 45 per day is another step um we had uh, i think eight steps in our our, our plan that we laid out um, so now it's it's how do we get down to zero and that's that's going to be partnerships and and pushing technology and uh, working with some, some key players to, to help us achieve that. So uh, I guess that's, that's our high-level objective, is, is to continue to be innovative, as we've done on a number of things, and to uh, work with experts in the field and, and uh, try out technology and advanced technologies like we're doing with Trolley, uh, to get us to that net zero. So I'm sure over the next uh, few quarters we'll have we'll a lot more uh, Meet on the bones of that uh, discussion and, and uh, have a lot more clarity on on how we're going to get there.
7: So what, what where where? Um, so you're saying the the CO two right now it's it's point seven tons per no nope. ton of products.
3: No nope. nope. sorry sorry uh, we're we're presently at three or we we were at at 2019 we're at three and then we dropped it down to two point three and with the steps we have that would bring us down to around the 0.7 tons of CO2 per ton of copper equivalent, and so we've got a number of steps defined to get us down into that range, which would make us uh, the lowest open uh lowest GHG intensity open fit copper mine in the world. Um, and so, really, the step is now what's beyond those actions. So, you know, we've got things like renewable diesel. Uh, a number of, of pieces uh, of the puzzle there, um, but yeah, w- where we are right now is at the end of last year we're at 2.3 uh, tons of CO2 uh, per ton of copper, if not. and that's scope one, scope two. Okay,
7: so I mean you'll you'll still be I mean you'll always be emitting CO2. It's a matter of finding enough credits to get to, to net zero. Is,
2: is is what you're saying? Yeah, we we I mean, want reduce our, our CO2 uh as much as we can and, and then we have the final
3: offsets as you say to uh offset the remaining CO2. Okay. And well, then of
7: course you you've got uh, SO2 as well to contend with. Is that no. is that coming down?
3: No. No, we don't have SO2 so so when we when when we talk CO2 we talk CO2 equivalent which which is basically CO2, methane and NOx those are the key components that make up the CO2 equivalent. But we're, we're talking all-inclusive CO2 equivalent, which is, you know, the full impact
2: on the environment. Uh,
0: one thing to add, uh, Pierre, just um, just of note here, is that um, the goal to get to zero, as Don pointed out, um, and he's talking about new technology, that, you know, that could be, you know, hydrogen or battery or others. If we do get success in that area, then likely we'll be going down to a true net net zero CO two for our major haulage fleet, which of course is the vast component of all CO two emissions on our property. And uh certainly the the, the easier ones or the smaller ones that we can get at, whether it's light vehicle fleets, et cetera, are, are much easier um, nut to crack in terms of electrification. That technology exists today. So it's all about battery technology or hydrogen advancements. So we are going to be working with those suppliers, and uh, we'll have more to discuss um, you know, in, in subsequent quarters about this. Uh, we're really excited that, that Don's taken on the sustainability role, uh, which covers a, a pretty broad spectr- uh, ex- uh, spectrum uh, in our company, but uh, it, it requires that focus, and he's the right guy to do it. So, thanks.
7: Any idea how much that's going to cost?
0: Uh yeah, actually we think that there's a net economic benefit here, um significant one as a matter of fact. We we're gonna see uh cost reductions as a result of this um in in our view. So um we don't we don't perceive this to have an impact on our cash costs in a in a negative way.
2: Right. Okay.
1: Thanks, you. Thank you. The next question comes from George Chopping, Industrial Alliance. George, please go ahead.
7: Great. Thank you. Uh, hello, everyone. Um, just just one remaining question for me, and that's um, how large or small a role are you expecting uh, the derivative instruments to play? Uh, is there a red line uh, on production, you know, sold forward or under collars that you, you won't go ahead with? Or, uh, can you just give us your thoughts on that as it stands in the current market? Yeah.
0: Yeah, George. I mean, I think our philosophy as a board has been uh, to look at at, th- at those types of derivatives, like we put puts in place in in, in the last quarter, um, as uh, more or less like an insurance policy. So we we acquired puts to set a floor price uh, for copper in it, and it was um, at a time when we felt it was important to. Make sure that we protect the cash flow as we build cash up for our growth plans, and that, that that's an important element. Um, our, you know, this is something we discuss with our board on an ongoing basis. What our, you know, what our pro- our program should be with respect to risk mitigation, um, and in it's it's an ongoing discussion. I I would say as it stands right now, uh, that's our philosophy. It's it's just a, it's protecting the downside, and and we do that through um, the acquisition of insurance, which is in the form of buying uh, copper puts.
7: Okay, that that well, I mean, that's great. It just leaves the the upside uh, totally open. Uh, better, better even than callers. So, if they'll accept that as bankers, that would be that would be great.
0: Well, we'll we'll you know we'll see where how things roll out for the project financing and 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 uh, you, as you know everything is a negotiation at the end of the day and everything has a cost and and uh, when you're trying to um, you know look at risk mitigation on a project financing so so um, that's all going to be part and parcel of our discussion with our board going f- uh, forward with Eva financing so you know we're not, I'm not going to rule out callers in the future but um, our our view is that um, puts puts give us the protection that we need
7: yeah good all right
2: thanks Bill.
0: thanks george appreciate it
1: thank you there are no further questions at this time mr claus you may proceed
0: well listen i i just want to thank everybody for joining us on the call today and um just a, a reminder to uh to uh, all stay vigilant and cautious and get your shots. Thanks very much everyone. Have a great, uh, great
2: day.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, this concludes your conference call for today. We thank you for participating and
5: ask that you please disconnect your lines. Say goodbye.